Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I'm excited that you're here with us today. This is going to be a bittersweet episode for a variety of reasons that we'll explain in just a minute. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, I want to welcome to the show the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Dean Holland. (laughs) Hey, Mr. James, all the way from... Another room in your house. (laughs) Well, that's exactly right. And that's why it's bittersweet because it's been an awesome trip having you out here. We had masterminds, we had lots of meetings, lots of great conversations. And today you guys are headed back to the UK. I know, I know. It has been an incredible week. And like you say, it's uh, it's always sad to go back, but also at the same time, you have this excitement because you've got so much, so many ideas, so much inspiration and motivation to get back and really start crushing our goals and moving forward. So yeah, what a week. And I think um, that's what we're really going to get into today, I guess, isn't it? Is what on earth has been going on? What can we share? What notes have we got? And I think it's going to be an awesome show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, I mean, I know the notes that you took will be awesome. Of course. I don't know about mine yet. I'm about to, I'm about to find out what's in there. But, uh, but in all seriousness, I think, you know, anytime we get together in mastermind and just talking and high level of strategizing about businesses and everything else like that, I come away feeling so excited. And I think for me, that's the first lesson is that you've got to make time, not just to get away from the day to day of your business, but actually get away from the day to day and go and like be creative and think strategically with people who are up to similar levels of things. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I I was thinking about this actually, yes, uh, last night, my, if I went back like 10 plus years, I, when I started my business, things were obviously a really struggle at the beginning. I couldn't figure anything out. I, you know, I was buying product after product, all these different courses and just really couldn't get anywhere fast, like just spending money, not getting anywhere, not actually building a business. And it was actually getting to an event that was the catalyst of everything turning around for me. It was that moment where I got to actually meet others, see others, network with others that were already sort of doing what I wanted to do. So I've always had this close attachment and affinity to like live events, you know, conferences, masterminds, because I just see and have experienced countless times now over the years, just how many big breakthroughs those can create. And it's not just you know, stepping away from the computer, like you say, it's actually being there with people that you understand, that understand you. Because I think, I think it's probably safe to say that for a lot of people, your family or some of your friends have no idea what we do. They don't understand it. They don't get it. And if, if you don't surround yourself with others that truly do understand it and do get you, then I think you're in for a tougher ride. Yeah, you absolutely are. It's important to feel like you're part of a tribe with something that's important to you. You know, for everybody listening to the show, you know, I doubt, I doubt you put up with us all the time if you're not like an entrepreneur, right? There's probably not a lot of people who aren't trying to figure things out, you know, who come to this show. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, the plan today, I mean, I've, I've got my notebook in front of me now, so you will hear me turning the pages as because it's probably the first time, usually on the uh, journey home, this is where I digest and review the notes I took throughout the week. Uh, but we're actually going to do that live, aren't we? And just kind of share openly and freely with our good old listeners, including my mom. Hey, mom. What we actually uh, what we actually picked up on this week, and here's the interesting thing. Here's another thing, because I don't want anyone. If you haven't yet experienced many events or any events, here's one of the exciting things. Most of the things that I've taken note on, and I've I'm probably going to share and read out as we go through these pages, they haven't come from people that are in the exact same industry or market as what we are. That's the incredible thing I think with such an environment like this is you get such a diverse input of opinions and from all different kinds of experiences. And so, yeah, I think we're going to share some really amazing stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for it. And as you guys can tell, Dean's pretty fired up today. I don't think uh, in the accumulation of all the shows that we've talked about, we've had, I've heard him talk this much. So I think that says something in and of itself. <laughs> 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 that has been an ongoing uh, joke this past week, hasn't it? But maybe our listeners just never picked up on it. So I don't want to really talk about the fact that I'm often quiet because I don't think it's obvious. No, it's too late. I'm calling you out. All right. So <laughs> to that end, why don't you kick it off? What, uh, what's one of your biggest takeaways from this week? Oh, gosh. One. One big takeaway. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I have... I have many, many takeaways here, but I tell you one thing that I will kick off with, because not only is this something that I, I drew a big circle around, it's also a topic that I know is going to be, you know, something that you could probably make a million shows with us about, but we talk a few minutes on it. I took from somebody a, a great structure on how they plan out their next 90 days or, or, or actually have a plan. It's not specifically how they break down the 90 days, but one of the people that was actually in the mastermind group with us uh, this past week, they were talking about how it can be, especially in a fast growing company, how things can start to kind of, if you're not careful, they can break, they can fall apart. It can feel overwhelming and it can cause you to start making mistakes. And so one of the things that, um, and this was actually from somebody who has sold over a billion dollars worth of product within the cosmetic space. So I think this is, this, this is definitely somebody that's gone through some big growth and fast growth in their years. And they said what they like to do is look at and plan out a 90-day plan. So they're looking at the next 90 days and they're strategizing and, and working together to see how does that next 90 days look? What are the big objectives? What are the big goals? And then what they do, they take the 90-day plan and they're going to break it down then into the monthly and then weekly sprints so that themselves and the whole team doesn't constantly have to keep sitting down every week or every few days and thinking, what are we doing? What's the priority now? Because they've already got that plan together. And collectively as a team, they know who's responsible for what, they know what the main objectives are, and they know the action steps that need to be taken each week to ensure that what they're doing is contributing towards that plan. And I know this is obviously a huge, huge area of yours, James. That's certainly amazing. I think one of the things that I got out of this week is around the, the whole content piece, but I think in a slightly different way, and that is just like the why of the tribe and, you know, creating a great place for people to congregate, because just as much as the content you want to develop, you know, is serving your business, it's also there really to serve the people that you're helping, right? And, you know, a lot of people told me, because <laughs> I'm not on social media all that much, they're like, hey, like, the more visible you are, the more you're going to be able to, like, help people come together 
to solve a common problem. So I thought that was a big takeaway from my side. Definitely. And wait a minute, does that mean we're actually going to see more of you on social media or are you not going to, uh, you're not willing to commit to this yet? What's the deal? I am willing to commit to it. I Whoa, think. Oh, wait, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, I think I've been thinking about how all these pieces fit together because content creation, I think, at least in terms of the social media aspect of it, has just been something that I've wrestled with. And I was like, man, you know, I don't want to be on there all the time. But I think I got some real gold nuggets this past week on how I can create systems that leverage my time and still help me get out there and, you know, kind of serve the, the tribe in a bigger way. Definitely. And, and just on that note, there was something I haven't actually got this written down, but it's still in my mind anyway from this topic, because I think a few people uh, really took jabs at you this past week, trying to get you to see how social media could be beneficial, not just to your business, but actually what, one of the things that's sticking in my mind that might be a good share for people that perhaps in a similar similar situation. They, they don't really want or they don't feel, I don't know, don't maybe just have avoided social media for whatever their reason. One of the things that sticks in my mind that was said in the group pointed towards you, I think, uh, this past week was actually, it's not about you. You know, you, you're doing a disservice to your market by not allowing them to find you and consume the content and goodness that you provide. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And I've always had that from a sales perspective, right? I've always been like sales is service because... If somebody has a problem and you have a great solution, you're helping them solve that problem, right? So that's service. But I think seeing further out than that, you know, kind of further towards the top of the funnel and seeing all the social media stuff and all the marketing stuff as a service was really, really an interesting piece for me, specifically because I really do like helping people, right? I really do love everything that we do. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see how that can help even more people. And um, that just kind of got amplified for me with a variety of the conversations and even the live stream we did the other night. Maybe we even want to talk about that for a second. <laughs> well, that was a little different, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, just to, just to tell everyone what we're laughing about here. So uh, we obviously, uh, outside of the actual official uh, mastermind within the group that we kind of congregated there for the few days, outside of that, you know, we always like to kind of you know, whilst everyone's together, you know, we do stuff in the evening. And, and one of those evenings was just a couple of nights ago, a group of people came over to your house here with us, James, didn't they? And uh, there was this suggestion that like, why don't we just, you know, no real agenda? Why don't we set up some cameras and some equipment and go live on one of our friends' Facebook pages and as a group, just kind of sit there, relax, you know, have a couple of drinks and and really just kind of talk about something and really take questions from the audience. And in all honesty, I kind of, I had this sort of feeling that, you know, is anyone going to find that interesting? You know, there isn't a real big hook or like. Yeah, that was my exact reaction too. I was like, well, I mean, do people really want to sit around, watch us talking about this stuff with their friends? Yeah. And it, I think it, what was it? Did it end up like two hours or something crazy that we. Yeah, it was, it was really long. Like we had, uh, we had a hundred people on the live stream at the peak of it. And I think in the last couple of days, it's gotten like 5,000 views. Right. But what's interesting is everybody did really start asking questions. They were like, Hey, what's your strategy for this? Or what's your strategy for that? Or how do you guys handle this? Right. And I think that, you know, that kind of also was a great illustration for me of what I'm talking about. I was like, man, there's, there's a lot of this conversation around marketing strategy and just generally like how to grow your business and how to improve your life in a variety of different ways that people want to have that conversation and that and I think for me needs to come out more 
on my social media. Definitely. Yeah. Although again, just like we said at the introduction of me uh, kind of being here, but leaving today, the bittersweet, you know, I feel the same with you. It's like bittersweet, you know, yes, it's great. You're going to be out there helping people, but at the same time, more exposure to you. Ah, I um, don't know. Does that nauseate you? Well, that's, that's my real motivation. <laughs> just, just to play I me. was like, I'm just going to irritate you. And I'm going to use social media as my vehicle for doing that. <laughs> yeah, you're in a custom audience of one person. <laughs> I'm like, is anyone else seeing James's ads every day? They're like, no, he's only targeting you. It's amazing. Yeah, you should see the new creative we're going to be sending to you. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. Just before we move on, here, here's another little view on this. Like, think about this. Imagine you've got two people. Like, let's say we've got you with all your expertise and greatness, and you've got somebody else that. Let's just imagine, and and I know this isn't necessarily reality, but let's just think about this concept. Let's just say somebody new comes into the space, you know, they're trying to maybe serve the same customers as you, but that person hasn't had many, many years of experience and worldly life, hands-on experience like you have. Maybe they've just gone through like a little $47 course and all of a sudden they think I'm this big guru that's going to charge massive high prices. And they're out there marketing like crazy with actually, let's be straight, very little real world experience. Now, if that person puts themselves out there and you're not, and they start getting all this, like people looking at them, really, like, that's a scary situation, isn't it? Because you're the person that they should be listening to. So I think there's another concept as well. Like, don't not put yourself out there when others could be and actually harming your market, harming your customers because you haven't put yourself out there. I don't know if I worded that rightly, but do you see what I mean? Yeah, dude, that's, uh, that was like a mic drop moment. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a really interesting way to think about it. Yeah, like you don't want to be, you don't want to be sort of out-marketed or out-exposed on in the marketplace by somebody that doesn't have your experience that could do wrong by your potential customers because you're sitting back, not putting yourself out there. So I think that's a, you know, I know, uh, you know, knowing you well, I know you, you thrive in a challenge. Well, think about this, like maybe view the, the others out there that are not as experienced as you as the challenge to further motivate yourself. How about that for a view? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I certainly don't want people getting bad advice. Exactly. Because bad advice sets you back for months or years or longer. Definitely. Definitely. I'm just looking through here now. I, I mean, I, I tell you one thing that I did write down, and this actually came direct from uh, Russell Brunson. He actually spent about an hour going through this. I'm sure probably, I'd imagine most of our listeners would know who Russell Brunson is, and they know that you know he puts on a yearly event and has you know thousands of people there. I think both of us have spoken at that event over the last couple of years. But one of the um, pretty amazing things Russell did this time for the group is he actually broke down the framework for their events. And he broke down like how they structure it, how many days they do, why they do so many days and, and what those days look like. And, and, and I found that really, really, really interesting because I've spoken at many events now and I've, I've put on one or two of my own. We're actually going to do one, a private one, just a small event for our clients at the start of next year. But I'll be honest, like I didn't realize being you know not hugely experienced in the event game how much thought and planning actually went in and to the degree of that planning for somebody, for, you know, for people that truly do know what they're doing with events, like how far that planning goes and how deep that thinking process goes into ensuring that there is a great experience for every person. I mean, here's, here's I just want to put a little bit of context. I, c- I can't share the whole stuff because there's just so much. But here's one of the things that I found super interesting. 
there was a, a conversation about when people arrive at the event. You see, you know, as somebody that puts on the event, you would think because that's your feeling is, oh my gosh, I've put on this event. Everybody's, you know, I've, I've sold out. I've got all these people arriving. You're going to think that you're arriving to that event, that occasion at the peak of motivation and excitement. And you think that everybody arriving is the same. Now, whilst I'm not denying that they should and hopefully would be excited, there was a different view that was posed here in terms of the experience from the very moment that person steps foot at your event. Think about this. That person may have woke up that day. They've had to leave their, perhaps their wife, their husband, their spouse, partner, whatever, their children, maybe their pets. They've had to take time out from their jobs if they have a job, or they've had to take time out from their their team, their company, their business. They may have missed a flight that day and they've had a whole heap of stress. They may have, you know, lost their luggage. Like a whole manner of things might have happened. And so when that person arrives, there's a degree of possibility here that they haven't arrived like in the same mind frame as you. They've arrived possibly thinking, maybe I've made a mistake coming to this. Why did I do this? What was Especially I Especially if they see you. Like if they see you at the event, then they're definitely <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious here. <laughs> no, sorry. So am I. Okay, keep going. No, no. But um, oh my gosh, like this is not just true for events. This is true for every experience. Like you can't put yourself in your own shoes and think everybody thinks the same as me. You've got to step out of your own head and you've got to think, what do I need to do to ensure that no matter what has gone on with in this person's life, no matter what they've gone through before this moment, how do I make sure that this experience is the best they could possibly have so that they know from the moment they get here that they have made the right decision, that this is going to be the event for them and this is going to be an experience that was worth all that sacrifice? Yeah, that's brilliant. That's absolutely true, right? We always have this sort of like bias, right? We have biases because it's our world. It's what we're doing, what we're living in. And we have to recreate that experience for somebody else if we want them to have that same experience. Definitely. And I I think here's the thing, like for anybody listening that's, you know, maybe you're like, oh, I don't put on events. This isn't a great bit of advice for me. Like this isn't just for events if you think about it. This is everything. We could say this about your social media posts. We could say this about the products that you're providing. We could say this about your customer support facility. Like anywhere where you're delivering an experience, which is really everything that you do should be kind of about an experience in some way or another. Just consider that. You don't know what frame of mind that person's coming to you in. And it's probably not the frame of mind you'd like them to be in, but you can certainly do a lot about that to deliver that wow experience. I think that was just such a huge takeaway for me personally. No, that's super cool. That's one of my favorite things too. So there's this exercise that you can do called customer journey mapping. And like, imagine like at the top of a whiteboard, you'd have like these different lists and it would be the different stages that your customer experiences with you, right? From when they're, you know, very early on the buying decision to like problem aware to solution aware, brand aware, and then like the whole onboarding. And you can break this down at all different levels, but just like the event situation, for example, You'd break the event down and like one of the first steps would be, you know, all of the pre-event promotion and emails and content that somebody's getting, right? And then the second thing would be, you know, if it's at a hotel, like what's the check-in experience going to be like? And then what's the registration experience going to be like? And and you kind of like list out all the stages and then you take a step back and you're just kind of like, okay, what could we do to surprise and delight our customer at this step? Right. Because like it's fine to get something going and you need to, right? There's version one. But once you have version one, you need to like be like, okay, how can we make this awesome for people so that they really want to be talking about it? 
that's what you want. You want to create that level of experience. And so you use this customer journey mapping thing and it's, and it's really powerful. And it reminds me, Virgin Atlantic Airlines went through this at one point for their upper class customers. And part of their thing was, okay, well, people have to get to the airport, right? So part of our experience is pre-airport. So what's their check-in look like online? And then what's the pre-airport and all this other stuff? And one of the things that they figured out was getting the airport is obviously one of the most stressful pieces of the whole thing and one that they control the least. So they said, okay, when you buy this level of ticket, we're going to send a town car to your house, a black car to come pick you up and take you to this like special check-in entrance. And that came out of them like mapping the entire steps of that customer's journey and saying, hey, we can make a big impact if we do something like right here. Right. Yeah, I love that. I'm just going to mention, just in case, I don't know if the microphone can pick it up, but uh, Louis, Louis is snoring near me. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, does anyone think that I'm snoring here, just in case they can hear that? Yes. And I think it's horrible that you're trying to blame it on Louis. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I do apologize. It just tends to be a natural thing. When you start speaking, James, I'm like, oh, just can't listen to you anymore. <laughs> I know. Thank God you're leaving soon. <laughs> so is there, a, is there any other great tips strewed upon those pages of notes that you've got there? I don't feel like my first one was a tip so much as it was just like a big like awareness or insight. And I think this second one is as well. And I got this from Stacey Martino. Just the idea of celebrating. You, like me, Dean, were goal-driven and you know trying to make things happen. And I think when those things happen, you're just like, okay, awesome. And then you just keep going, which is fine, but not really taking the time to celebrate like at a level of intensity that you're confirming like, this is what I want. And I just heard Stacy talk about that and was really inspired by that. Yeah, no, I love that because I think I think one of the one of the things that we all possibly do as entrepreneurs, like business owners, is we always constantly shift our goalposts. So it's almost like you never reach the goal because every time you get close, you move it. It's, it. It is good to be driven. It is good to keep moving the goalposts. But at the same time, like, what are you doing it all for? I've had huge revelations around this over the last couple of years. Is like, it's one thing to push and, and keep pushing and keep put, going all in on your business. Great. But what did you get into business for? You know, and I, I know you've obviously, uh, you've got an event and lots of great stuff coming up over the next year, haven't you, James? Based on the fact of like the detox from the hustle. It's like not constantly being 24-7, grind, grind, grind. Like that's not what you got into business for, is it? So I think that perfectly goes hand in hand with what you're saying is like celebrate the wins. Just take stock of what you've done. Like and celebrate that because this is light. Like you didn't get into business to just live for the business. You created a business to live life, right? Yeah, no, that's right. There was a, there was a goal. There was an idea. There was like, oh, I want to have more freedom. I want this or that or whatever it is. And we're not celebrating as much as we should be, right? And I think this was true of like everyone who heard this. They were like, yeah, you know what? I could celebrate more and it would be fun. It would be enjoyable. And it's the idea of celebrating and sending a message that says, yes, this is what I want, you know, with that same level of intensity that you had when you were trying to reach your goal. It was really cool to uh, see Stacy talks about that because I, I see her embody that and um, was like, okay, I think that's, I think that's worth taking on. Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. And uh, I've just got, I've just come across here. Like this is just an outright strategical tip for everybody here. So just to give, uh, cause I thought this was actually super, super cool. So this is like a little uh, offer slash sales funnel tip here, just to give credit where credit's due. This actually was shared with the group from Anissa Holmes, I think it is, isn't it? Anissa Holmes. I've just wrote Anissa. I think it's Anissa Holmes. She, she helps basically, she helps dentists in their businesses. And she shared a really awesome tip here. Actually, I hope she didn't mind me sharing this. I'm sure it's fine. Um, <laughs> You're a little bit deep for that. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, hang on. <laughs> but no, this is. Uh, I'm sure this is totally cool. It's something that, that, that will definitely help everybody. So, a lot of us with sales funnels, particularly if you probably use uh, click funnels, you can have on your order form what is known as an order form bump offer. You know, like a bump offer. It's one of those things. You know, just to make sure everybody's clear, when you land on an order form and you're filling that out, you know, one of those little boxes. That usually has a checkbox and you can kind of add an additional item to your order. Okay. Now, one of the things that uh, was shared here by Anissa is she has an order bump offer that works insanely well. And it's essentially based around giving people the option to unlock all the lessons within her program immediately. This is a great idea for anybody that has a program where maybe you're dripping out the content. So let's say if you've got I don't know, like a a challenge or some kind of content where you don't just give them 20 modules on day one. Maybe you give them one module a day over a 20 day period. Well, some people, I'd be in this category. I would absolutely say yes to this offer. Some people wouldn't want to spend 20 days. They might be somebody that's like, I want to go and I want to go now. I'm ready to put in 10 hours today and 10 hours tomorrow to get this thing done. Well, there's an order bump offer uh, example here that's Give people the option to pay a little more money to unlock everything on day one. I think that approach to me is just absolutely incredible because think about it. Like some people are the real push forward, go getters, impatient, I guess would be a simple way. They want to just do it today and it won't be everybody. But for those that are, why not give them that option to say, you know what? This is me. I'm self-identifying as an impatient person. I want to go now. I've got to put the time in today. Give me that option to unlock this. And I'm happy to pay a little extra. I'm happy to pay you an extra $20, $30, whatever it might be, to give me access to everything on day one right now. And I thought, oh, genius. Like some people like me, I don't know what category you would fall into, James, but I'd actually be more frustrated and it would actually give me a bad experience to make me wait 20 days to consume everything. So that me, I I, like, ah, I've, I've again, put a big star next to that strategy. I think it's great. I think that's really good. I'm glad you brought that up too, because imagine that you were shopping for something online and there was no expedited shipping, right? And you're like, man, why why do I have to wait? And I think the concept of wanting to be able to consume when you want to consume, how you want to consume it, like in the timeframe that you want to consume, I think is like, is super important, right? And this is, you know, something that we're seeing with, with Netflix and all these other, you know, media providers is that they like batch release things because that's, more how people want to consume things right now, I guess. And so it's just like, okay, that makes total sense. But using that as an order bump, that's pretty ninja. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, oh gosh, I've got so many other notes here, but um, is, is there any, uh, do, you have a, do you have a big tip that you can share? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe you said that. Said it like that. Yes. One last one uh, before we go. I guess one or two things before we go. So everybody talks about software as a service 
And I think that's really awesome because, you know, if you can create software that is, you know, value add for people and they can subscribe to it, then it's an incredible business model, makes business super valuable with that continuity income and the stickiness, the relationship. But a lot of people talk about that. But one of the things that I don't, I don't know, got really talked about, but it came up in just like a, a little blip of a conversation was service as a service, right? How funny is it that we would even have to say that, but like service-based businesses can really lend themselves to subscriptions if the offer is created in the right way. Uh, it's a funny example, but you've seen this guy come to my house, Dean. So Louie is our, our little French bulldog. And when he goes into the yard, obviously he's got to poop, right? So we have a guy that comes every Friday to clean up and his company is called Poop 911. Like totally cracked me up the first time I found out about this, right? He charges super reasonable. But my point is his business is set up as a service as a service business, Service businesses can be potentially easier to create than software. And with the right offer, you can generate recurring income. And I thought that whole concept was really good because I think a lot of people are probably leaving a lot of money on the table, not going after the low-hanging fruit of creating a service, which is far easier to create than software, and then eventually creating software, which is cool too. And you know that that's just for probably for most people. I mean, if you're really awesome and you have contacts and software or you you know really have a great idea or something, then go for it. But consider the option that you can create a better business by thinking about something like service as a service. Yeah, I think that's incredible. And just a, just a quick private note, just in case the guys at Poop911 are listening. Uh, I opened the door the other day and, and actually it wasn't Louie outside. I found James in the back corner of the lawn just tread carefully, I guess, when you're out there, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's uh, James is like, there we go. Now it's time for you to leave, Dean. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely time. Is your is your car here yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I think um obviously we we've kind of reached the the usual sort of time frame that we do our podcast, but this could easily be another show. So maybe when I'm back in the UK we could uh we maybe do a, a share on this because once we've had time to digest all our notes, this was literally the first time I've opened the notebook since being in the mastermind. So there's so much else here to share. So that maybe will happen. So I think um, in the same way that we started, James, like I just really want to press on this matter again. Like I honestly don't believe there is, well, I honestly believe there are very few things that are as valuable as selectively choosing some key events or masterminds or networks to get yourself a part of like you really can't underestimate getting out from behind the computer getting out of your house getting out of the office wherever it might be and putting yourself in an environment of people that can inspire you I mean I've got no problem in saying I would purposely go out of the way to try my best to be the dumbest person in a room there's no ego there's there's no nothing around that I would choose being the most stupidest dumbest person in a room any day and being guided led by inspired by and and given all this great advice from people that have already been through it they've done they've done what I want to do they've been through some of the challenge I mean look at some of the people we've spent the past week with it's just incredible none of those opportunities would come about if we didn't put ourselves in that situation so you know for anyone listening you know, I'm not saying just randomly go off and join any mastermind, any group. You've got to look at the group you're going to be a part of. But I honestly don't think there's very there's very few investments that would outbeat putting yourself in such a situation. Would you agree? I would agree. And to you know start practicing what I said I was going to do here and and talking more about what's going on. You know, you brought up uh, hustle detox earlier, 
And I haven't brought it up on the show once. I, at least I don't remember bringing it up. And that's exactly what we're doing. We have Hustle Detox Live in New York in March. We have all of the people that have already purchased tickets in a group. We're doing a challenge for them right now. Like the challenge has been unbelievable simply because of what you're talking about. Like all of these people are in the group and they're all having breakthroughs on how to go stop hustling 24 seven and get way more clarity, way more focus. Like the ability to create massive results and not just grind away all the time. And it has to do with that whole, like who are you around and what is the conversation everybody's having? So if you guys are listening and you want to be part of that, I'd love to have you. It's hustledetoxlive.com. The events in March, and we're doing this challenge as a pre-work, and then all the challenge content is going to be available. So check it out if that's interesting to you. Yeah, super exciting. Uh, I, I can't wait to see that all come together. So yeah, I think that's it for today. As we say, we've got plenty more we could probably share. So maybe we'll do a part two of this um, very, very soon. But uh, I think that's it for today. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you being here. Please go to iTunes and leave us a review and some comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, in the meantime, that's a wrap for us. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.